0: service already this morning a lot to be thankful for I'm always amazed how God uh, organizes things behind the scenes for a service Um, keep the words of our songs keep the words of Rob and Marlene just keep it all in mind as we as we dive into the word this morning it's uh, my privilege to lead us in this this morning again welcome to those online and of course everyone here we got a full house this morning. I've been tasked with this topic, the skill of listening as it relates to prayer. Listening and prayer. And and as we begin this morning, I've got an example. Hmm. Turn it on? Check. I eventually have got an example of a Canadian disciple who is not listening as good as he could be, okay? And and I was going to name a bunch of people who I'm going to dedicate this to, but I'm just going to leave it to some brothers and sisters here in our group this morning, and I'm looking around for them And I'm seeing some of them. So I think we're good. All right, here's the example. (laughs) Now, just before you get too far in your mind and think that the people I'm thinking about are bad listeners, that is not the case. I'm thinking of them because they are masters of the pun. They love playing with words. And as you can see here, this one didn't go so well. But haven't we all been here at times? Rob and Marlene listening to go to Mongolia. What if they got that wrong or in some weird direction? No, they listened clearly. We all need help with listening. We do, we do. And so I've simply entitled our time this morning, Listen, in red letters. Watch for those red letter listening words as we move our way through. Um, When we first started our, our prayer series, Rob had shared the definition that listening is simply communing with God. And as I looked at what communing meant, the word connection jumped out at me, connecting with God through a variety of means. And so then I got to thinking, you know, what role does listening play in our ability to connect with God? And so, right away, I was confronted with, I actually have to start listening now. What is it, God, that you want me to share this morning? So I was led to the passage in Matthew 13. So if you've got your word this morning, Take it and open it to the passage of Matthew 13. We're going to be going through a chunk of scripture, as Mark Wessner used to say. We're going to look at verses 1 through 23. We've tried uh, during this series to practice the words that we're sharing. And so this morning we're going to be starting off with practicing our listening. And throughout our time this morning, we're going to actually hear from God. Uh, You were offered a blank piece of paper as you came in with a pen. Some of you, I know, bring writing uh, journals as you come in. I want you to listen. And if you're not that kind of a learner, however God would mark something in your mind, pay attention to that this morning. If you're a writer, write it down what you're going to hear this morning from God. Because I know God's going to take his word and he's going to make something stand out for each of us. Taylor make it for each of us this morning. So let's listen. We're going to pray. We're going to pray in a little different fashion. Matt and Amber are going to sing a song for us. Just listen. <laughs>
1: At a loss for words, and funny thing is, it's okay. The last thing I need is to be heard, but to hear where you. to be speak would you pour it out like rain washing my eyes to see your
0: Everyone said, Amen. Amen. What a beautiful way to pray. Thanks, Matt and Amber, using your gifts in our midst. We appreciate it. Okay, let's drop into this passage. And when I say drop in, last week Robin encouraged us to use our imaginations, God given imaginations. This passage, written many, many years ago invites us to use our imagination. Here we go. I've got some... uh, I'm back in control, eh? (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) I've got some pictures, and I've got the words in the New Living Translation, but I encourage you to follow along in your word as well. Here we go. Later that day, that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. You and I we're there we were by the lake his favorite lake the lake of galilee over in israel a large crowd soon gathered around him and us so we got into a boat then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore we're outside listening to teaching there's the boat there's the nets There's a breeze bringing us the smell of fish. The gentle waves are lapping on the shore. And Jesus saw you and he saw me there in the crowd. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds. We saw Jesus. He was looking over at Bartholomew's field. Our friend Bart. There was something about his field that got Jesus' attention. As he scattered them across his fields, some fell on a footpath. And the birds came and ate them. Those were our footpaths, we and our animals. We got around from village to village, field to field using these. We got our steps in every single day because we walked. And he saw those birds. Those birds were always eager for a snack, especially at planting time. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have any deep roots, they died. He was looking at that part of Bart's field that was shallow and, and had some rocks, and he looked up at the hot sun. And then he looked ahead, and he saw dead plants in Bart's field. And we left to wonder, what is this about? Other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked the tender plants. And he looked straight at those thorny, prickly weeds that we had there. Bart always did his best to get rid of them, but there were always some weed seeds in the ground. Nothing survived the choking of those weeds. Still other seeds fell on the fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. The productive part of Bart's dirt We understood this process well. But why was Jesus so interested in this? He told us, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. He gave us an invitation. But as we looked around, the crowd had started to move away from us like like they weren't interested. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables, Jesus, when you talk to people? He replied, You're permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Us? You and me? The secrets of the kingdom of God? To those who listen to my teaching, Jesus said, more understanding will be given, and they'll have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. R- real listeners will be given more And those who aren't interested, whatever they have will be taken away? That is why I use parables, Jesus said, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen and understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, "When you hear what I say, you will not understand, and when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. Their ears cannot hear and they've closed their eyes." So their eyes cannot see, their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Wow. You and I had saw this right in front of our eyes. The people that had left had missed out on Jesus' Jesus healing. But blessed are your eyes, he said to us. And he was looking straight at us, because they see your ears, because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And here we were. Wow. Now listen, Jesus invited us, to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. Of course, we were all eyes and we were all ears, right? The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Hmm. The hardened path is compared to a person who hears but not really. And the birds compared to Satan? Hmm. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. That's good. But there's that word that Jesus threw in there every once in a while. Since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as They have problems or are persecuted for believing God's words. The rocky, shallow person. No deep roots. The scorching sun is compared to problems and persecution in that person's life. And then there's this falling away. We're catching on a little bit. This is about people and how they listen, or not. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Worries and the lure of wealth are compared to weeds that choke out God and his words, so nothing is produced. The seed that fell on the good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as was planted. The good soil, the person that really listened. We picked up on that the word that Jesus was using for the word understand because in our culture, the Jewish culture, understood had a little different meaning. We both knew it in our heads, but when we really understood what was going on, it showed up in my life and I started to walk it out. That's what the word understanding meant. So the people that had left, they had heard, but they were not interested in putting it into practice, and so they missed out. Wow, that was quite the teaching time from Jesus, Shores of Galilee. Amen. It's hard sometimes to get into the story of 2,000 years ago. But here we are today on a frosty Prince George morning. (laughs) I wish we were out at the lake, quite frankly. I love this parable. I love the parables of Jesus. We're going to spend some uh, time unpacking it. Did you see all of the red listening words in this chunk of Scripture? I put all those words together and came up with a, a definition it goes like this, if we could put a definition together of what spiritual listening means. The seeing, the hearing, the sensing, the understanding what God wants us to know, to be, and to do. And right off the bat, you get a sense that this is all-encompassing and involves all of me. Seeing, hearing, sensing, understanding what God wants us to know, be, and do. And now we get to practice that very thing called spiritual listening. I've got some questions for us to guide our listening. After each set of questions, we are going to sit together in silence and hear from God. And when you hear something from God, you're going to know it's tailor-made for you. And I want you to write it down or take note of it, however you do that. All right? Some questions, a chunk of silent time to listen and record what you're hearing from God today. All right. First of all, we've seen and we've heard the farmer, Bart. And Jesus obviously compares himself to this farmer. The Son of God is the farmer in the story. It's Jesus that's spreading the seeds of God's Word onto the fields, the people around Him. When we look at God's Word, He always wants to see, He he wants us to see Himself in the Word. And so our first listening exercise is, look at the actions of Bart. In this chunk of scripture, and what do you see about his actions that would lead you to understand something about Jesus, the Son of God? What do you see there about Jesus, the Son of God? What do you hear God saying about himself to you? A moment of silence. Just listen. Okay, secondly, the different soils are obviously compared to different types of people in our world, you and me, and how we receive or listen to the words of God. I'd add two twists, and I'd say twist number one is this, and I would contend for these, that All of these types of soils can actually be found in each one of us. There's bits and pieces of our own inner life that reflect these soils. Twist number two is that the first three soils, I would contend, are blocks to us listening. So let's work through the soils and listen. Hardness is up first. Do you know anybody who's hard, crusty, grumpy? You put in your word for hardness there. When we're hard, we're typically categorized or typically have within us resentment. Any resenting going on in life bitterness, numbness, i do not care How does this happen in our lives, in the lives of people that we know? Well, in the story, the path got hardened because it was walked on by people. I don't know about you, but when hardness shows up in my life, It's because I've been trampled on by some people. Maybe I've been rejected. Maybe I've been bullied. Maybe I've been put down. Maybe I've been suffered at the hands of some form of abuse. Hardness sets in. Or what about difficult circumstances? Illness, accidents, untimely deaths all kinds of circumstances, we've got choices to, oh, bitterness can set in in those kinds of things. Then, with the hard soil, what about Satan's influence here? When I hear words from God, does Satan fly in like that little blackbird and say, are the words of God really true? Is God good when this is happening to you? Listen for hardness in your life right now. Allow God to show any kind of hardness in our life. Again, listen and capture what you're hearing. The next soil that's up is shallowness. We're kind of interested, but not really. There's probably folks in our congregation listening online, and you can relate. God's Word doesn't really take hold of my life. I I kind of enjoy hearing about God, about stories about God, but Those roots aren't really forming deep in my life. I've got no real hunger to go deeper with God. And then when I think about the troubles in my life and persecutions or persecutions to come, I I start thinking, will my superficial faith really stand up when that stuff comes? Or will I fall away wither and die just like the parable. There's rocks in this soil too. What rocks are in my life? Big chunks of hard hardness that are hindering me from growing deeper. Let's take some time to listen to God regarding shallowness in my life. Listen. Next up is a prickly subject, pun fully intended. The weeds of Israel are nasty. We've we've been there. They're a whole different breed of cat, those, those weeds. But in this parable, Jesus compares the weeds to my worries. Anybody worrying here this morning as we've come to church? What are they? You know, they say at the root of worry is fear. A specific kind of fear that typically involves losing something or losing someone. Maybe you're here and your job is on the line. You're losing your job and you're worrying. You've just lost someone, and you're worrying how that's going to go. You're going to lose someone, and you're wondering how that's going to go. You see how the fear of loss is underlying many of our worries and anxieties? Jesus also mentions the lure of wealth, like words speaking 2,000 years ago that, that resonate with us today, all these years, of course. Money and stuff. When I look at my life, when God looks in my life, how much of it is caught up with going after this? Jesus said these two things are like those nasty weeds in Israel. They gradually choke God out so nothing is produced in a person's life. What's God saying to us about these two things? Let's listen. Okay, then the final type of soil, fruitfulness. I've heard the Word of God, and I've not just heard it, but I've put it into practice, and I'm enjoying what God says is fruit. I'm enjoying the ways of Him in my life. When I've listened like that, it is sweet. It's sweet to see God working His words in me. And this morning, what a cool thing, right? To allow God to speak to us, to affirm to us areas in our life that are productive in his economy. Take a moment to listen to what God says he would say to you and I, Well done, that seed has sunk in, grown deep roots, and and you're enjoying the fruit of going that way. Take time to listen and let God affirm us. Listen. Okay. <clears throat> We've done some practicing. Listening to God. We've practiced connecting with God. We've practiced what it means to listen in prayer. I want to close with two little phrases that are in this passage. <clears throat> and I call them good news. First one is in 1315, Jesus Bart the farmer, came and said, these people that wouldn't listen to me, they wouldn't let me heal them. On the reverse of that is, we see the heart of Jesus, the Son of God who wants to heal everyone. In the Greek, that word is actually offer forgiveness to everyone. All those things that we regret, that we know we are offside with, God wants to offer that healing and forgiveness. The second little phrase is, Produce a harvest. This also is the heart of the farmer. He wants desperately to, to produce in us all those good things. Love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness. So I want to go two directions with that piece of good news this morning. Firstly, maybe you're here this morning. And the thing that you're hearing God by His Spirit saying to you is, I want you to start a relationship with me. I want you to become reconnected with me. He's asking you to become a Christ follower this morning, to begin a whole new way of life. You're walking this way, being led by me, myself, and I, and you want to do an about-face and say, Jesus. Jesus. I want to begin a whole new way of life following you. Can I encourage you, if you're here this morning and that's what you're hearing, do not let the blackbird of Satan fly in at this moment and grab that from you. But rather say yes. You may say, I have no idea how to do this at the end of our service today. Come to the front. If you want to know how, grab a friend that maybe you came to church with who you know is a Christ follower. They would be happy to get you going on this new direction. But act. Listen. Secondly, for us who are Christ followers here this morning, we know that God is the expert farmer. He is very good at conditioning any soil in our life. Hardness, shallowness, weediness. He has a corresponding way of softening that ground, blasting rocks out of our life so we can go deep and we can take our stand when problems and persecution come. He's got the best words in the world to deal with worry. He's got the best words in the world to deal with finances. Healing and harvest can come to us as well. God wants to bring this to each of us. He wants to fashion out of each of us the best version that there is of us in this world today. And this all begins when we, when we listen. I want to ask Matt to come up if he would. This was unplanned. I don't know where he is. And just play softly in the background. I want to ask our pastors and elders and prayers just to be ready. We're going to close our service in prayer. And my privilege to lead us in this prayer this morning. Lord God, we... We all come to you this morning thanking you that you spread your seeds on all of us. You simply ask us to learn what it means to listen to you. Learn what it means to connect with you. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would give courage to those who maybe this is the first time they're going to turn their life around, become a Christ follower. Lord God, we think of others in our midst who are Christ followers, but you've spoken to them about a corner of their world that needs your touch. So Lord God, we we come to you this morning. If you're here this morning and would like some assistance with all of this, come to the front. There will be people who will be willing to spend some moments with you as we we go our way today. Lord God, we we offer up our whole service this morning, our whole gathering to you as worship. Um, You're the reason why we're here today. It's in Jesus' name we pray together and everyone said...